Welcome to the Vetiver Vibes Podcast. We're your hosts, Nikki Fraser, Rachel Dean, and Rhonda Greenberry, certified clinical aromatherapists coming to you from Ontario, Canada, and on the internet everywhere. We're excited that you have given your time to be here with us, knowing you'll get the best essential oil scoop. This episode is brought to you by Essentria, a leading online school for aromatherapy. If you want to learn more about how to use aromatherapy with kids, check out the mini courses at www.schoolofessentria.com. Hello everyone, Nikki Fraser here with Vetiver Vibes and I'm excited to talk to you about what are essential oils in today's episode. So when we think of aromatherapy, a lot of people instantly go to essential oils. It's the biggest part of aromatherapy in itself. There's carrier oils, there's hydrosols, there's CO2 extracts, but really it's these teeny tiny bottles that most people are thinking of when they think aromatherapy. They are powerful. They are magic in my mind. They have so many therapeutic benefits. And, but what exactly are they? It is the essence of the plant. So there are thousands of plants around the world, but not all of them have essential oils. When you're walking through a garden and you smell the roses and you smell the lavender and you can smell, you know, all the beautiful aromas, what you're smelling is the plant. And in that plant is the essence. And when we extract that essence, we get the essential oil. Each plant contains their essence in different areas, depending on which plant it is. Some of them, it's in the roots. Some of them, it's in the bark, the leaves, the flowers, the seeds, right? So vetiver, it's the roots. When you look at um, cinnamon bark, it's in the bark. Lavender, it's in the flowering tops. Um, when you look at citrus oils, such as lime, it's actually just under the rind, uh, where they keep the oils for citrus. And to get this, you need a lot of plant material typically. So they collect and they harvest all the plant material. And most of the plants use steam, dis steam distillation to extract that. So they put it into a big pot, um, then inject steam into it and out it comes. And it's a whole process, but in the end, you get the essential oil. For citrus, what they do is they actually cold press it. And so it goes through this big machine where it gets punctured with holes and it literally presses out um, all of it. And then again, it, through this whole complicated process, you then get uh, a whole bunch of water and essential oil and they extract the essential oil. And then you've got your essential oil ready to use. But it's not just plant material that's in here, right? Um, this is a powerful volatile product. So it will evaporate quickly. It is very, very concentrated. Uh, I've heard of some people refer to one drop of peppermint equals 28 cups of peppermint tea, something along those lines. Um, but just to show that, you know, it's, it's not like just grabbing 
peppermint leaves and putting it in your water, which is very good for you. Um, adding a drop of essential oil like that, which we don't recommend, um, but it's not just those few leaves. Like you're getting very concentrated amount of, of it in that one drop, which is why we need to be extra cautious when we're using essential oils and we don't need a lot. Only using one to two drops at a time is typically all that's needed. But what's in these that a lot of people don't realize is the chemistry behind it. Essential oils has so much chemistry behind it. Um, and we won't get into the chemistry today, but just to name off a few things, you know, there's ketones and monoterpenes and sesquiterpenes, and all of these chemical compounds are what we then know why some oils can be antispasmatic, whereas others might be sedative and others might be analgesic, whereas some are cicatrizant, helping with scars, right? So it's all of this chemistry that goes behind the oil that allows us to know which ones are good for certain situations and also which ones to avoid, right? Because they are very concentrated and powerful, it's also important to know that essential oils aren't a one-size-fits-all. What's going to work for one person won't necessarily work for someone else, but also we need to look at your health history. Just like anything else, if someone's taking certain medications like blood thinners, you need to make sure that you're avoiding something like wintergreen. If someone is pregnant, you need to avoid certain oils that might thin out the blood also, such as oregano. Because uh, you don't want your blood thinned out even more than it already is. You want to make sure also that you're not, as you go into to give birth, uh, you don't want any complications to come. So avoiding stuff that might uh, prevent blood clotting is something you know that's important. With young children, they are their skin is very sensitive. They're still developing at a rapid pace when they're so tiny that we want to be using you know gentle products like hydrosol, but the odd time when you are using oils, you want to be using gentle oils, properly diluted, and ones that we know aren't going to be strong in those robust oils. We're avoiding those with little ones. Anyone with frail health concerns, right? Or if someone who is maybe having seizures, if you're epileptic, knowing to avoid rosemary um, as one of the several oils that you need to avoid. These are the things with essential oils that we need to take into consideration when we're blending with them and we're using them. They are amazing to help with the body, the mind, the soul. Uh, it's you know, we can create a million and one different combination and blends with the oils that we have. And this is where it's great that if one person, you know, doesn't um, benefit from a blend that someone else did, then we can grab another oil and swap it out. Or if someone, you know, loves the woodsy aromas, then you're going to maybe go heavier on woodsy aromas versus floral runs to make a blend. It really depends on what you're looking for. And, you know, essential oils, there are so many different options for you that you can look into. 
And depending on where the oil comes from the plant, as I mentioned, if it comes from the roots, the bark, the flowers, the seeds, that also helps kind of change the aroma too. Um, you know, oils that are more floral scented versus woodsy scented, you know, people have all their preferred aromas and that goes into the essential oil and aromatherapy experience as well. Uh, typically, you know, you can find essential oils in five milliliter, 10, 15, 30 milliliter bottles. For personal use, the 5, 10, 15 is typically all that's needed. They do last a long time. As I said, one, two, maybe three drops at a time is all you need in about a teaspoon to a tablespoon of carrier oil. Um, it really depends on what you are blending, what you're using, because some have max percentages that you can use on your skin. So something like a bergamot um, or a lime, and even lime, it says we've got these awesome, anyone who's watching on YouTube, um, who sees the video and not just the, the audio, uh, we have these little safety labels that we have, um, kind of hard to see, but so we have it on here that the dermal max for lime is 0.7%. So when you're making a blend, you wanna make sure that it's not above that 0.7%. Otherwise, when you're out in the sun, it, within 12 hours of applying it, it could actually change the pigmentation of your skin. So again, right, they're powerful, they're amazing. Um, the plants are also making the essence, really, because when it's in the plant form, it's still an essence, for several different reasons. They attract pollinators, so they're attracting bees and butterflies and other pollinating insects. They also help to deter insects uh, and animals, right? They want to protect themselves. They don't want to be eaten or destroyed or actually encroached by other plants. They, the plants are very powerful and they communicate with one another through this. They also heal themselves. So when you're looking at trees such as frankincense and myrrh, when you score the tree, when it gets cut, the resin bleeds and that protects it. It's its own natural band-aid to heal itself. And that resin is what's collected to make the essential oil. So plants are smart. They're powerful. They are amazing. So today's episode really was all about what are essential oils. If you don't have any essential oils, strongly recommend you go out, grab a couple that you love the aroma of and really dive deep into what it can do for you. Contact an aromatherapist. Keep listening to Veta Revives to see how you can use your essential oils safely for yourself, your family, your clients. Thank you for tuning in to Vetiver Vibes, the essential oil scoop. I'm Nikki Fraser, and we'll be seeing you next time. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Essentia, a leading online aromatherapy school. You can join their free introductory to essential oil course at www.schoolofessentia.com. If you love this episode or you got a lot of value out of it, please make sure you share it with someone in your community who you think would enjoy it too. If you haven't already subscribed or reviewed the show yet, you can go on over to your preferred streaming platform and hit subscribe, then leave a review. This is the best way to help support us and we appreciate it. 
Email us with a screenshot of the review and you will be entered into our monthly draw for a free mini course. This podcast is for information purpose only. We are certified clinical aromatherapists and holistic health professionals. If you have a medical concern, please refer to your health team. Everyone's health is unique to themselves, so the topics and suggestions stated may or may not apply to you.